If it's fear that's keeping you back, you have to go into the fear. What are you afraid of? Know that you will always be protected. The more you feel the fear and do it anyway, the more your comfort zone grows. Every action that we take, it's only gonna go into our comfort zone once we take the action, not the other way around. Welcome to Soul Sisters Get Real, the show that goes deep in who we really are and why we are really here. We're your hosts, Karen from the States and Eleni from Australia. We've had heartfelt conversations as soul sisters for years, and we're ready to share our truths, stories, and life lessons with you. And to inspire you to connect to your truest essence, which resides deep within your soul. There'll be tears, there'll be laughter, and there'll be no holding back. So sit back, relax, and let's get real about the things that truly matter. Hello, everybody. We are so excited for today's episode because everybody listening will relate to today's topic. It's all about fear, how fear holds us back and what we can do to overcome fear so that we can step into the highest possible expression of who we really are. I Yeah, I love that. And you know, the question that I ask myself and I'd love to ask our audience is what would you do different with your life if you did not stay stuck in fear? What would be different if you had more courage? Yeah. Right? And that's leading me to you recently did an ayahuasca ceremony. Is that correct? And it was based around fear. Oh, my God. So it's interesting that um, just before. So this is my seventh plant medicine ceremony. And I was called to do ayahuasca right from the very, very beginning. That's the one that I was going to start with. But the universe had other plans and got me to do psilocybin and San Pedro and DMT and 5 And I can see why the universe left this one to last because it was the two most terrifying nights of my life. And I don't think I could have coped doing it right at the very, very, very beginning. And um, before I went to the ceremony, though, this is what happened, which sort of showed up the fears that were inside me anyway. So I had done so much healing work, like you have, Karen, on yourself that I sort of got a bit cocky and thought, you know what, I'm not really afraid of anything anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, I think I've said that since my son passed away. I was like, nothing scares me anymore. And yet we shouldn't say that, correct, is what I'm hearing? Well, the the spiritual ego says that. The spiritual Uh ego comes in and says, you're not afraid of anything anymore. You're healed. Everything is fine. And so you're this strong warrior woman. Well, Literally a day before I flew back to Melbourne, I was walking up to the gym and it was 5.30 a.m. in the morning and it was nighttime because it's winter here in Australia. And I'm walking up the main road and another man was walking up down the side street and we intersected exactly at the same time and he's carrying a big baseball bat on his shoulder. So, and he was ranting and raving and carrying on and he's holding this baseball bat. So the fortunate thing about us in Australia is people don't have guns. (laughs) Mm. So, you know, they carry knives and baseball bats, but, you know, that's as dangerous as they get. And But still, I mean, he could have whacked me over the head and I could have, you know, like, you know, in, in a moment, he's ranting and raving and carrying on. And so I'm thinking, okay, this is where I need to calm him down because 
that's what we've got to do first is just calm him down. So I just spoke to him really gently, t- told him to talk to me. And then the moment that he was distracted and there was some space between us, I sprinted as fast as I could and I ran to the gym. And he said to me... Can I interrupt you real quick? Was he angry and ranting and raving because you ran into him? No, because he just was angry. Okay. Okay. He was like, you could tell that he was obviously on some sort of, you know, substance happening. He wasn't in his right mind. So he was ranting and raving and carrying on. There was something going on with him that wasn't right. And as soon as I got some distance away from him, I ran and I sprinted to the gym and he's calling after me, where are you going? And I didn't want him to be angry. So I called back, I have to run to the gym. And he says, I've got to go to the gym too, which clearly he didn't. (laughs) And when I arrived there, I sort of felt like, what were you scared of? Like, don't you know you're protected? You're not going to be, you're not going to die in a random moment with somebody bashing you over the head with a baseball bat. Like that's just not going to (laughs) happen. So what were you scared of? What was the fear inside you? And I thought, oh, I think this is a lesson from the universe to show me just before I got down to my ayahuasca ceremony that that I still have fear inside me. I do have fear inside me. And you know what? That's okay because I'm human. Right. Yes, we all have fear. It's just a matter of what do you do with it and how do you overcome it? Yeah, exactly. We all have fear. And to think that we don't is... You know, it's it's really fooling ourselves because we do. When it comes down to it, like that incident showed me, I ran so fast and I was just wanting to get away from potential danger. And so when I went and did the ayahuasca ceremony, honestly, they were the two hardest days of my hardest nights, I should say, because ayahuasca happens at night, doesn't happen during the day. So it starts like 6 p.m. at night and goes all the way until like 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, So it's through the whole night. And I was shown by Mother Ayahuasca. So if you don't know what that is, you just need to Google it. (laughs) It's an ancient plant that is a portal to the other realm. So all plant medicines are portal to the other realms. And first of all, I want to say it was conducted by a professional facilitator. I would never, ever, ever consume any kind of plant medicine, and nor have I, by myself. It's always been with the intention of of stepping into my highest expression. It's never been just for fun or just curiosity. And it's Mm -hmm. always been facilitated by a shaman or a facilitator. It's never, ever been done without being completely protected because this is a very powerful plant. And you're inviting in a lot of different spirits if you don't know what you're doing. But what I was shown, Karen, was that all my fears, like every single one of them, and we had to go into the fear. Like you can't just see it and go, oh, there's that fear. I won't do that anymore. You have to go into the fear. You've got to deep dive into the fear, which is a really good analogy about, you know, like our life. In terms of the fears that we have, when I used to mentor hypnotherapists and counsellors and um, coaches and so on, and everyone's holding fear about stepping up, speaking out, doing something publicly, you're never going to wait for that moment when the fear dissipates before you step up. Yeah. The only time the fear dissipates is when you do step up. 
Absolutely. When you push through it, right? So you feel it and you get to push through it in order for it to, to dissipate. Question I have for you is, was this ceremony based around fear or was it just where you went personally and then dug into it? Was it? Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Like into you, this fear like realm yeah, so that you yeah. so everyone in that ceremony was working through this. No, everyone works through their own thing. So, yeah, so so basically you don't control anything. So you put your intention forward in terms of what it is that you want, what do you want, and Mother Ayahuasca, which is the, the, the spirit of the plant, she would take you there, how she decides to take you there. So I didn't intend to look at any fears. That was not my intention. My intention was to step into my highest expression which is what I wanted to do. Like how do I serve my mission most powerfully in this world? And what was shown to me was, well, you need to transcend these fears first. This is what you need to do. So it's not up to us where we go. Like it's, it's completely out of our hand. Anybody who does plant medicine will understand that you do not control anything. And if you try and control anything, that's when it becomes harder. You have to surrender to it. You have to just really trust and surrender the journey into the journey. And every single person has their own journey. So everybody in the room has their own journey. That is not anything to do with my journey. It's where they're at and what they need. And so it just got me thinking in terms of everything that I have ever done in my life was all about facing fear. Really? So when you mean big things in your life, it was about facing the fear and facing When you think about being on the other side of something, you know, when I go right back to leaving my first marriage, I was paralyzed in fear about I'm going to do something really awful to my son who was four years older at the time. Like he's going to grow up without, you know, his nuclear family. He's going to grow up, uh, you know, without seeing his mother or father 100% of the time. Like what psychological damage am I going to do to him? And There's so much fear in that. Like as a parent, we want to protect our children, number one. And so we think we're not going to be okay financially. We think that our children are not going to be okay. We even might think, you know, like when I left my second husband that, you know, what about him? How is he going to cope? You know, and it's all about what's he going to do and how is he going to get through? And so it's like there's so much fear about what will happen when we make the changes that our soul is asking us to do. Yes, exactly. And that brings me to fear of the unknown, first of all. And just like you said, in a lot of marriage, many people, marriages, many people stay in a marriage because the fear holds them back, the fear of the unknown, the fear of what's on the other side. And am I strong enough? And what will it do to the children? Um, And that's just one big example of something that, people stay stuck in their lives because of fear. Absolutely. but And we're not saying, we just want to make clear that we're not saying, you know, don't do everything you can to be with your husband. I mean, with my first husband, I was with him for 10 years. With my second one for 22 years, they were both beautiful, long, fulfilling, um, loving relationships. We're not saying, you know, don't do whatever you can to stay in the marriage. But when there's a real soul calling that for whatever reason your time together is finished and you just know it's finished, if it's fear that's keeping you back, you have to go into the fear. What are you afraid of? Know 
that you will always be protected, that everything will turn out for your partner's highest good as well because they deserve to be loved at the highest level. If you can't love them the way they deserve to be loved, somebody else will step in to love them that way. That's, you know, when we think about, well, we can't leave that person because then how are they going to cope? How are they going to survive without me when really their next part of their journey has to be without you too? Yes. And that is something that I got to recognize too, is it's not my journey. And sometimes um, it, it is about just knowing that it's their journey and we aren't in control of it anyway. Just like any other fear, right? We're not in control of everything and we can't control everything. We can just step through what's holding us back, that fear of, so I'm curious what were your big fears that you came up with that you realized that you you get to step through, that you get to find the other side of? Um, it really showed me the fear of death. And wow. it showed me that that there that there is no such thing. And even though I know that theoretically, and I've seen that in other plant medicine experiences, it was really showing the other realm as being eternal, as we are, you know, we're moving along from lifetime to lifetime, but there is no death. There is, there is only this journey. And so we've just got to do what we can in this journey and that there is nothing to be afraid of, nothing to be afraid of, that it's just a part of the journey. And it also showed me a previous lifetime Mm-hmm. And um, the previous lifetime, I always had it in my mind that I've had this as a previous lifetime because since I little since I was a little girl, I was always obsessed about reading about the Holocaust, mm-hmm. and it actually showed me um, in a concentration camp with my head completely shaven. And one of the things, and I don't quite have the courage to do this yet. One of the things that came out of the ceremony for me was to transcend that biggest fear is for me to shave my head because wow. now it will be a choice and now it will be empowering as some as opposed to something that happened to me and um, also I associate my hair with very much the ego self and the identity and you can't see it now because it's up but it's actually the longest it's ever been since I was young like it's down to my waist and I kind of like my hair, but I also know that it's attached to my identity. But what I also know from other plant medicine experiences is that everything that you get from plant medicine, it's not about the next day, go do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you're not aligned, you have to be aligned and you have to be ready. And it's okay to do everything in stages. And so I feel there's going to come a time and a place when I'm going to do that where which is really like you know let's just let's just smash this ego Mm -hmm. (laughs) by getting rid of the hair yeah I love it so that is one of the things that was shown to you as fear what's one other big what could you say one other really big takeaway from that experience was that you came out of it with um another big takeaway is that you know like I know that my purpose here we're doing these podcasts but I've stopped doing lives for a long time now since I've come onto this new path and I have felt it in my gut that I need to I need to go on live 
regularly, at least three times a week on my Eleni Midas YouTube channel to speak from my heart. What stopped me from doing it is because um, I've seen a lot of spiritual teachers and what happens is I'm about to do a live and then I quickly go on social media and it's like someone I know is talking about this exact same topic that has come to me in meditation. It's been happening every time and it's like that's I have to know that the way I say it is the way I say it and I was concerned that people will think I'm copying a spiritual teacher that's well known and so that was and I thought well stuff it that I'm not doing it but that is stopping me from speaking my truth just because the same and that's not unusual for many of us on the planet to receive the same many message from the other realm because that's the energy that's happening at that time. And so even if somebody else is talking about it, just to go ahead and give my particular spin because my particular spin is completely different and unique to my expression. So I think that how this translates to the person listening is that we really have to stop comparing ourselves to other people and trying to cut ourselves short and staying small because somebody else well-known is already doing it or somebody else who's got a bigger audience is already doing it. We have to step up and be ourselves and speak from our unique voice. Yeah. And what I love about that, the two things are, A, there are many people that will understand and resonate with the way you speak or how you say it that didn't even hear nor have any contact with that other person. So you have your own unique way of reaching people. So that is so important. And you're right. And it's all about comparing, right? I don't speak the same. I can't say it the same. I'm not as good as always that compare. And the other thing that you said, I think is beautiful is, you know, for some people doing lives on YouTube could feel like, oh, that's no big deal. I could do that. And for other people, it feels really scary. And some people may think not a big deal. But for you, as part of your growth, it's a big deal. And then you get to step back and realize like, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but it has been holding me back from what I know my purpose is. And it's the fear of being judged. It's the fear of what will exactly. people think. Exactly. And the funny thing about it is that I've been doing 14 years of being a leader in hypnosis field. And I've, I have done like a thousand, I have, because I've, I've got them in a membership site thousand videos on YouTube and um and so so I was never concerned about coming out and speaking publicly but it's only when I came into this new path of letting go of hypnotherapy and speaking about spirituality that it's like now I'm, I'm with a whole group of different people that I'm surrounded with so there's different leaders in my field and like who am I to speak on this topic when you know with with hypnosis I felt like I was the pioneer I was speaking about things nobody else was speaking about you know so I was comfortable in breaking new ground but with this one it almost feels like well the ground's already been broken like there are people already talking about these exact topics but I've got to just remember what I've taught my students which is exactly what you said and what I said which is that we have to like there's not enough voices in the world like yep. there's not enough way showers in the world there's not enough light workers in the world we all need we're all here for the awakening the great awakening and to say it in our unique way 
So we need to step up, speak up. And the other thing is you said about judgment, Karen, is that we will be judged. So there will be somebody who will come and say, look at her. She's just saying what, you know, feel good saying or what Laurie Ladd is saying. And we and that will happen. And we've got to let that be okay. Like yep. we will be shot down. Yeah. And it's that, that uh, knowing that everyone sees things differently through their own lenses based on their own experience and what happened in their life. And yes, we will be judged. And I remember you told me this is so crazy. It was years ago and I will never forget it because it came from my friend, Eleni, who years ago, you told me that the more you get out there and the more that people know about you, the more judgment and criticism you're going to come across. And I will never forget it because that felt really scary to me. And I was like, I don't know, you know, even writing this book, knowing that it gets to be a bestseller. And I, I, you know, as I'm writing, I'm so excited about it and I know it. And I have this fear that creeps up inside of me of what are people going to think of me? And when I'm really out there being vulnerable and sharing my story, oh shoot, that's thousands of people that can judge me. Yeah. So what gets you through, Karen, when you are writing the book and you're thinking, like, I can be so judged by what I'm writing here, what gets you through to keep doing it? When I tap into, and I learned how to do this years ago, tapping into my gut and tapping into my heart and asking myself the question, why am I doing this? And then when my gut and my heart, and I've learned how to listen to that, those pieces of me, when they say go, then I get to say, and I learned this in my leadership, is, oh, what the F, go for it anyway. And I say that to myself often. So I feel the fear. I check my heart and my gut. I say to myself, is this my soul's purpose? Like, is this what I get to do? Is what my heart and my gut are saying? And then I shift into the, oh, what the F, go for it anyway. I love it. And of course, for any listeners listening, if you don't know that book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers, you need to go get it. Like that's like fear 101, you know, like that was one of the very, very first things that I, that helped me to actually do a very scary act, which was um, back at the very, very beginning when I needed to leave my first husband and I wrote a letter to my parents because one of the fears was what would they think and they would judge me and they won't be able to cope with this separation in the family because I'd be the first divorcee and it would bring great shame to this Greek Cypriot family. And so I read the book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, and then when I finished the very last page, I went, before I could back out, I wrote a letter and I went and posted it in because they were in Cyprus at the time. I went and put it in the letterbox. Uh, this is before FaceTime. I wouldn't put it in the letterbox so it could just go. So I've said what I had to say. I was about that I'm going to leave my husband. I've made the decision and I just had to do it. And that was from that book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And you I've got it. to say that the more you feel the fear and do it anyway, the more you do feel the fear and do it anyway, the more your comfort zone grows and the thing is, is that every action that we take, it's only going to go into our comfort zone once we take the action. 
not the other way around. Right, right. And and you're right, because when you start realizing that when you have the fear and oh, what the off going for it anyway, and what it feels like on the other side and the victory of moving through the fear, it you realize that you're not you didn't die from it. So go for it anyway. And it feels really great when you keep pushing through it and you get to see how you can evolve through moving through that fear. Yeah. yeah. We we really have to push through our fears about being judged by other people. We have to be authentic. We have to be vulnerable. We have to speak our truth all the time, no matter what the consequences are. We're really asked to step up now into our highest expression. What's our highest expression? What's your highest expression, Karen? What do you think is your highest expression? What do you mean by expression? Like our highest expression of who we really are. At our deepest core level. Yeah. I would say my highest expression is love. Fear. Yeah. 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 It's love. not fear. No. That's and how, the opposite of fear is love. Though. Yeah. And the, yeah, we all know the opposite of fear is love. There's love and there's fear. Yeah. So when yeah. we're in fear, we're actually vibrating really, you know, at lower down the Richter scale, whereas love is the ultimate expression. When we remember who we really are, which is love, that's who we really are, then when we're lovingly expressing ourselves, even when people don't like what they see, we still have to do that. We have to do that. We have to step up. We have to do the things that really scare us. Like when I was you know, creating my business, my hypnotherapy business, and it became a, a thriving business. I literally was doing things that scared me every single week. Every yep. single week, I was doing things that scared me. I've done something really scary recently, which is I've created a new podcast called The Shame Game, which has just been launched. And the very first episode is me talking about the most shameful moment of my life. Mm-hmm. Like to put that out in the public arena, to let everybody know that this is what I did, even though it was 27 years ago, it was something that I'm not proud of. It was a moment that I definitely did not master. Um, It was something that I had so much shame associated with that particular scene. And in the first episode, I talked about it because I can't interview other people on it if I don't actually share my shame. And so we really need to be real about who we really are so that nothing has a grip on us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that is we get to move through so others can learn from us also of what does it look like when someone's afraid to do something and they push through it and then the other side is victory. And I love your question that you had right at the very, very, very beginning, which was what would life look like if you actually had no fear? What would you do? What would be the kind of things you would do, Karen, if you absolutely had zero fear? Yeah. What would that? I, I think about this often. If I had no fear, if I didn't have a fear of having enough money for retirement or, you know, the scarcity, which we talk about, right? I would, I would travel. I would give, you know, my dream is to travel to orphanages and give money and volunteer mm-hmm. my services. If I didn't have fear about how will I pay for my lifestyle, 
that is what I would be doing. And I know this, I know this. And I work through it every day of what does that look like if I didn't have fear? So you just brought up probably the world's biggest number one programmed fear, which is the fear of money. So I'm glad you brought it up because it's the fear of lack. It's the fear of not having enough. When what I've learned through all my plant medicine ceremonies is that there's actually no such thing, that everything that we could possibly want, we already have. It's just that we block it from arriving. And that's going to be a future episode that we're going to talk about, which is next level manifestation and next level law of attraction. But in the meantime, in terms of that fear of lack, how can you transcend that fear of lack? The way that I do it is anything that we we fear, we've got to actually, there's no more powerful thing to do than action. Yes, you can give yourself mantras. Yes, you can do sayings. Yes, you can do prayers. But action really makes things solid. So when I fear that I don't have enough money because, as an example, where I am in, in this part of my life, these activities that we're doing are not income-producing activities. They're actually expense activities right yeah. so yeah and so when I had that fear oh my god but there's nothing actually coming in at the moment um what do I do I give I give I'll I'll take somebody out for lunch or for dinner or give even more to you know the homeless people I see on the streets or whatever because that is giving a very strong powerful message that I have enough I'm yeah. abundant and so you have to do the opposite to what you're scared of. If you're scared of, um, you know, not having enough, what you, what you must do is, the, is give. And then yep. you will get it back 10 times yep. over. Yes, I love that. I did a channeling session just recently with someone and he was talking about a future life in, um, it's not Cambodia, um, Garnia in Africa. And that I get to tap into the energy of this woman in a future life in the 3000s. And so I was researching it. And my big love is to want to give money to orphanages. And I came across a website to uh, sponsor a child in an orphanage in that country in Africa, Gambia, in Gambia. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is the universe. So, of course, right, that's what I get to do is sponsor the child in Gambia and know that it's the giving of that mm. that creates then the, um, you know, the cycle, the whirlwind of that in motion. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, if out there you're listening and you're feeling like there is a bit of lack going on in your life, like you don't know when the next bill is going to be paid or whatever, shout somebody a coffee. Next time you see a busker, give them some, give them some money. And you'll probably think, yeah, but I don't have any to give. You do. You do. If you're listening to this podcast, you do. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to listen to this podcast. You absolutely do. And then you'll be able to receive. But don't give with the notion that, okay, I'll give and then I'll receive because that's not really giving. Give because like you, you're giving, Karen, you know, to, to these children in Gambia is that you – you give because you really want to give, because you really want to assist. You really want to give. And when you really want to give, you don't intend this, but it will come back some other way. It always, always does. And so we, 
you know, it's a really important message. You know, what I would invite everybody to do is just to, after this podcast or this YouTube, whatever you're listening to, whether whether it's on Apple or whether it's on YouTube, is get yourself a piece of paper and a pen and really write down, what am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? And I'll tell you how you find the answer to that question. First of all, first of all, write answers to this question. What do I want? What do I want in my life? What's everything that I want in my life? Everything, no holds back, everything. If you had a magic wand, what's everything you want? And then write, well, why can't I have it? And there's going to be your fears. Why can't I have it? There's going to be your limitations. Why can't I have it? Why can't I? Whatever is the answer. Then you'll be shown your limitations. You'll be shown your fears and go through every single one. And what action can you take for every single fear to transcend that fear? So as an example, another one might be that um, you fear losing control. Like so the fear of losing control is something else. Like we haven't got control over something. It's not happening the way we want it to happen. So what's the opposite to control? Surrender. Surrender to the moment that is. Surrender to it happening whatever way that the universe gives it to you in this moment, surrender to that moment without wanting it to be another way. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So what do I want and why can't I have it? And that will then show you what your fears are. And then you work on the opposite to push through that. Yeah. yeah. I love exactly. that. Great exercise. But try and do that. Yeah. So what what about you? What do you think at the moment is is the fears that you're working through, Karen? You know, I have to be honest. I feel like after, you know, taking a lot of my emotional intelligence leadership courses, just graduating from one. I continue to push through the fears that confront me because I'm in that container. Mm. And yet, actually, when I, as I say this, one of my biggest fears is advocating for myself. And that is the example I have right now is that my neighbor has built a pier right next to mine. And I am, I don't like conflict and mm. I like it all to go away. And I don't like confrontation. And so I very nicely asked her to move it from so it wasn't so close because I can't put a boat there. And she said no. And so then I had to talk to the town. And now I get to go to a town board meeting and refute the permit that she has. And that for me feels very scary. Now, some people might think no big deal. But for me, because it's confrontation, it feels very scary and standing up for myself. And so I get to do that. I get to do that next week. And I do think about it, but I'm excited because on the other side, I know I'm going to feel empowered. I love how the universe has given you that gift of your neighbor. And that's the way we need to see things is that so you don't like confrontation. So one of your fears is having conflict and confrontation. So the universe is saying, okay, well, this is the next lesson for your spiritual evolution, Karen. Here you go. Here's this neighbor. She's putting up a pier. And um, now you need to step into who you really are. You need to speak your truth. Yep. And you will come out stronger, more evolved, because you're going to do it in a way, and I know you, and that's why I know you're going to do it in this way. You're going to do it in a way that's very loving. 
very forgiving, very um, embodying of, you know, good virtues. You're not going to go in there and like, you know, give her dirty looks and. <laughs> right. You're going to be, I know, I know that when you're going to be in there, you're going to have this beautiful, loving, you know, demeanor about you, but you're going to be firm. You're not going to be a pushover. Yeah. And that's my next cut. That's the fear of being, being firm and always leading with love, which I do and being firm through that. So great question. And also another indication, which is, you know, another episode we're going to talk about of how all these beautiful triggers that come to us from all around the universe, are just beautiful gifts that help us evolve to the next level, help us keep going, keep moving, keep evolving, keep changing. So Karen, because um, what we do at the end of every episode is ask our guest this question, how about we ask each other this question? So I'm going to ask you first, tell me what it means to get real. What does it mean to get real? To me, getting real means getting authentic with ourselves. And that is what we feel on the inside is the way that we project out what we say, how we behave on the outside. That's what getting real is, is being vulnerable and whatever we're feeling, being authentic about who that is. That's what getting real is. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. And you, what does getting real mean or to get real mean to you? I feel like the next level for me is when I say get real is that at all times, like at all times, and this is what I'm working through now. So even when somebody's going to be offended, even Mm -hmm. when somebody's going to be upset, at all times, no exception. And this is what I, I, I look at at every moment. Like you could say, circumstances could happen and you could give like the vanilla version to somebody or you could give the absolute 100% real version to someone knowing they will have a reaction but this is the way that I see it now is that that reaction is needed for their own spiritual evolution I am not going to not say the absolute truth again like I've gone through that I've gone through years where in my first marriage I did a lot of lying which I was very ashamed of. Um, and I'm not going to do that again. Like I'm just not going to lie to anybody about anything. And so for me, it's about irrespective of circumstance, irrespective of the other person's reaction, irrespective of anything, I have to speak my truth. If you're going to ask me a question, be prepared for the truth. And so mm-hmm. that's always been my highest value, which is honesty, but mm-hmm. it's, at 100% of the time, because when you make that promise to yourself that you will be honest 100% of the time, watch for the little moments that you would have said just something little that's not 100% honest. You will yeah. see it. When you, when you actually consciously decide 100% of the time I will speak my truth with no exception, there will come situations when you might have just, you know, said something that would make something sound a little bit better to the ears of someone else well no not anymore I love that and when when you speak about that that's about integrity and I you know a few years ago too I got to this place of it's a hundred percent integrity and integrity to ourselves when we make a promise to ourselves or other people when we say I'll call you back 
that means you call them back, right? That integrity, that whatever comes out of your mouth, however you feel is 100%. And I love it that you said that. And that's even a lesson for me is, yeah, always being true to yourself and using your voice. Always, always. So from these soul sisters get real, always get real. Always. I love it. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time. See you later. Thanks for watching. We hope you loved it. And if you did, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. And remember, always connect to your truest essence. And choose love. We'll see you next time.